everyone, this is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman. And joining us this week, Ian Hink. Hi. Ben Moore. Bang, bang. And Brandon Jones. Pew, pew. Bang, bang, pew, pew. <laughs> Off the top, we have... I gotta doing something weird, too. Oh, you gotta. Yeah, okay, absolutely. All right. uh, some business. We got some business to deal with. Business. The Prove It Ticket. It, it rotted out last week. <laughs> it became uh, the Like It uh, Potato. And... <laughs> No, like potato, just like like potato. potato. Uh, That's it. So the prove a ticket from now on will no longer upgrade. Anybody can use it at any time, once per episode. If you want to use it, just pluck pluck it off the table. We've got a new thing. Goals. Ian, what's your goal this week? Uh, To make Bloodworth laugh. Ben, what is your goal this week? To not say you know. Or you know. Okay. Or any variation. Uh, Brandon Jones? To not say like. Ouch. Hardcore. Keeping that. And then my goal this week is to not say um when transitioning between segments. That's a that's a tough one. That's a tough, that's tough one. one. We got our goals. Let us now begin corrections music, please, Jones. Pale Devil was in reference to White Devil, one of Raiden's oh Raiden, sorry, Raiden's from Mortal Kombat. Raiden's code names. That's, that was what that was. Uh, I got my Little Big Planet story mixed up apparently to get that one unlockable character that was the prototype character. You have to beat the final boss without getting touched. Can't believe I ever did it. That was super hard to do. Lumberyard oh. is a modified cry engine. Star Citizen was on a modified cry engine. Uh, so it's really not that crazy that Star Citizen now uses Lumberyard. Thank you. Is you it need, what? Sorry, I know this is old news, but mm-hmm. is it affiliated with Amazon somehow? Yes. Lumberyard is Amazon's engine. It's Amazon's cry engine? Yeah, Amazon bought the cry engine? Lumberyard is a modified cry engine. I know that for sure, and Lumberyard is owned by Amazon. Huh. Yeah. More corrections on that coming next week. Give me more. Let me know, everybody. Let's get this straight. (laughs) We're very confused about this. Uh, You need to buy a not cheap converter to play mouse and keyboard Overwatch on PS4. So there is a converter, and there's the community's not happy about it. They're split on this thing. Blizzard's not happy about it. Oh, Blizzard's yeah, mad yeah, too. They, huh? do, they don't want you playing with mouse and yeah. keyboard on console. They can't tell. It's not fair. They can't put something in the code that says, "Oh, I can tell you're playing with a mouse and keyboard." Apparently not. Huh. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, I want to talk about the monthly game download. I want to talk about what Nintendo has said about the monthly game download for its Nintendo network. Here we go. Officially from the horse's mouth, subscribers will get to download and play a Nintendo Entertainment System (NES) or Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Super NES game with newly added online play for free for a month. So, I mean, I guess it's up to us to determine what that newly added online play might be. Leaderboards. Yeah, that yeah. might be it, Jones. That's I think it. that I think that might simply be what newly added online play And, is. like, maybe for games that had two-player, you can maybe play them two-player online, maybe. That's what I was assuming, but it is good just to read their direct language, because you're right, it might just be leaderboards. And finally, there are many Beanie Babies worth more than $600. And Corrections Music. They're Excellent. so sad. They're in... I looked at them. They're in tight glass cases or plastic, but they're just in a tight case, and they're kept in there for their all of their lives because they're so valuable. Like airproof and whatever. Yeah, and it just it feels wrong because they are cute little critters. It bums me out, but they're worth more than the $600. weird. The weird stuff with that is that like they're only. Va- I mean, this is the same with everything, but they're, they're only valued that because theoretically someone might pay that. Mm-hmm. But like, you could kind of just take the whole thing and just if everyone just settled down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a 600 beanie baby if Supply everyone just man, kind of baby. agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah if we all got together and agreed, but yeah. no, somebody wants it. Yeah. It's that collector. That mentality. one guy's going to show up and be like, $700. Yeah. And they're like, like, we agreed to pay 35, Chaz. You send out a mass email. All right, we're going to settle down yeah, on the yeah, beanie yeah, yeah. We decided to settle down on <laughs> We're sorry. The great settling. <laughs> Things got out of hand. Kyle, speaking of uh, adorable stuffed animals, oh. it seems like 
Somebody new. Ooh, if you are a listener, you're missing out because not only do we have Patty, I believe is her name, the purple platypus, we now have a representative for the Red Eagles, whose name is Kaka. <laughs> uh, Kaka is a little stuff, not a beanie baby necessarily, but about the same size and just an adorable little Red Eagle. Similar uh, build quality too, it looks like. Good build quality. Feels yeah. good. Yeah. From and, and proportionally Jolie sized. Hanso. Jolie so Hanso that. sent that in. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we have two reps now for our teams. Feels good. Mm. Ooh, I almost said um. I could feel it in my throat. Nice. Does that goals are good. Um, does that um count? I it mean, an editorialized. They're um? just goals. Nothing happens if you okay, don't get sure, it. Sure. So it's all good. It's just something we're working toward. Self improvement. Yes. Yeah. Self improvement. Yeah. Make Bloodworth laugh. I'll uh, feel it in my bones. I'll know. Uh, go ahead. You got another um over there. It's all good. He can say it. Yeah, I yeah. can say um. Yeah, yeah. What's you wrong? know? Um. You know, like he can say um as much as he wants. <laughs> I just don't remember the sound that we make. You know, when we were oh, oh! no, already. No, no, that's fine. Sorry, that that's fine. No, no, no. Really we're just loud. striving for self improvement. It's okay. Oh, just, just. <laughs> I was feeling so good, and now just mentally tearing myself down. Podcast is ruined. Uh, I'll just tell you right now. It's. <laughs> Okay, thank it's you. It's like a motor re- revving up is what it sounds That's like. Because the... when you're a snake, it's easy to think of. Yeah, yeah. platypodes. No, snake never made sense going th 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 th. Well, wasn't okay. it a lizard? Okay. First of all, it was a lizard. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. was a lizard. Thank you for Green. correcting us. Wait, there. yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's been a while. Boy, it's been a rough couple of minutes for me. I, I want to talk like about the hot buzz of the week. Hot oh, buzz. Hot buzz. Michael Flynn. No, uh, Zelda DLC. <laughs> I want to talk. Tron? Uh, no. Is that who that is? Yeah, Flynn's uh, that, Arcade. Flynn's uh, Arcade. <laughs> National Security Advisor, formerly. Uh, I want to talk about Zelda DLC, a season pass. Oh. Mm-hmm. No game announcements, huh? Not really. News uh, coming at me through chat. Yeah. Some streaming chat asks me what mm-hmm. I think about the Zelda season pass. I was like, ha ha ha, good one. No, it's. Oh, wait. You need to have an opinion about this. And so. <laughs> you need to. Blood sent us the uh, the promotional, I forget what it's called, the press release. <laughs> and so I think it's worth reading this word for word, just like it was for the Nintendo thing. Jones is excited to read this. I can't wait. Because it's insane. So here we go. If, you're never, if you don't know about the, the Breath of the Wild season pass, here's everything you need to know, audience. Starting when the game launches on March 3rd, players mm-hmm. will be able to purchase an expansion pass for $19.99. Okay. Granting access to two new sets of downloadable content for the game when they become available later this year. Immediately upon pre-purchase or purchase of the expansion pass, three new treasure chests will appear in the game's Great Plateau area. <laughs> One of these treasure chests will contain a shirt with a Nintendo Switch logo that Link what? can wear during his adventure. This isn't a joke. This is real. This Exclusive is from the to the release. expansion pass. <laughs> oh, no. The other two will deliver useful items. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> items you can use. Yeah, as if the Switch... They know the Switch shirt yeah, is useless. Yeah, they know it's they garbage. Know. <laughs> the first content pack is scheduled to launch this summer and will include the addition of a Cave of Trials challenge, oh. a new hard mode, and a new feature for the in-game map. <laughs> Great. The second content pack will launch in holiday 2017 and adds new challenges that will let players enjoy a new dungeon and a new original story. The expansion pass will be available for both the Nintendo Switch and Wii U versions of the game and are identical. Content packs cannot be purchased individually. Ooh, Whoa. repeat that last thing? Content packs cannot be purchased individually. So if you want that Switch, switch shirt, you can't just buy the Switch shirt. If you shirt. want that Switch shirt in your Wii U version of yeah, Zelda. Yeah, you can have right. that. <laughs> and that's, Jones, that to me is the, probably the point to launch from. Because when I heard Season Pass Story Mode, 
I treated it like I do any other season pass. I say, oh, I'll just buy the things I want. I'll just get that little story mission, whatever that turns out to be. No, you're buying everything, bud. You're buying all of this $20 package. This is how Nintendo does this it. This is how yeah. Nintendo does DLC. Can they get away with this? I mean, they're going to because they get a free pass for everything. For Zelda, like. yeah. Like For this franchise. They're, they're, people will buy it. People yeah. will spend money on this $20 thing not knowing what it is because we want those Switch shirts. <laughs> the Switch shirt would make me not buy it, almost. It does, because here's the thing, Ian. <laughs> world-shattering Switch shirt. I want that I want that story, but I don't want that chest right. in my Zelda right. world with a Switch shirt. And you it's, know it's there. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's like poison. It. <laughs> it is. Here's one of the things that does not make sense about uh-huh. the way that they've worded this announcement. Yeah. They have to know... That to everybody in the world, the most interesting thing is the new story stuff. Yes. And they don't say anything about it. Right. They just say, yeah, it'll come. But they specifically say, here is a shirt with a Switch logo. You have to know how that sounds. Mm -hmm. And it's completely tone deaf, like many other things about the Switch have been tone deaf in a really worrying way. However... I do think it's also important to realize that, like, how we view these things uh, after they come out can be completely different because with Resident Evil 7, a recent example, it was like, there's going to be DLC a week later, Mm -hmm. and it's just $10, and it's not necessarily super important story stuff. That kind of sounded gross. Having bought and played that DLC, it really doesn't feel that gross. And although this is Can you be specific about what it is? Right. So it's this band footage. And there are different scenarios. So one of them is more of a puzzle-oriented thing where you're trying to get out of this situation. Oh, it's an escape room. Right, it's an escape room. Yeah, yeah, I think I've heard of it. Is yes. it cool in, in, in practice? Yes, cool. it is cool in practice. And there's another one where it's Ethan Must Die, and uh, you. It's, it's basically... Kind of vaguely like Call of Duty Zombies, but it's it's this very intense combat mode where the odds are stacked against so you can die very, very quickly. And there's a currency sort of and upgrades yes, according to those. exactly. And in fact, Michael Huber has streamed all of this. I saw that this. stream. That was like, cool. Yes, and it's a very good stream if you'd like to see it. Easy how this plays. But what I'm, oh, the point I'm trying to get to here is that uh, there have been several times with DLC where it's not as gross as... Diff- as it seemed. Now, you can, the immediate counter to that is there have been way more times where it's yeah. a lot worse than it sounded. But it's just frustrating when they don't give us anything to go off on, and clearly the most valuable thing. The To me, the red flag here, and I mean, maybe my finger is not on the pulse because I'm, I'm not super keeping track of Zelda news, but mm-hmm. like the the new dungeon thing being for holiday 2017, that seems like to me... Because I've heard rumors of there not being as many dungeons in this game, maybe, or like whatever in this and that about the dungeons. There's going to be many, many dungeons. And Damiani's concerned that there's no big, yeah. The the thing to me that I worry about is like, oh, there's another dungeon and more things. That either is just another mini dungeon or, hey, this is the fifth or sixth or eighth dungeon that we couldn't finish in time to get this thing out for the Switch, so we're just doing it later in the year. Oh, yeah. So it's like, like here's this just, game's been delayed right, so many right. times. So it's like, we're just not going to delay it, we're just going to take out this dungeon for launch mm-hmm. and finish it a year later, and this is actually just finishing the game. But, oh, hey, it's an $80 game. You know in The Wind Waker, that multi-layer thing where you go through and you just fight enemies until you get to the end? Yes. And you get that special item? Yeah. 
That's not something I look back on my time with the Wind Waker super, super fondly. When I think of I things those. I love about the Wind Waker, it's not one of Twilight those. Princess has one too. Yeah, right. And it, that's yeah. that's that was the point I was going to get to. Is this yeah. is something that they've done multiple times before, and and the wording on the 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 content that the they're Cave describing. of Trials challenge. Yeah, that, that's exactly oh. what, that what it sounds. Yeah, no, yeah, we know what that now. is. Yeah, that's the thing. You only want. I think most people only want the second half of this thing. But they're like, yeah. no, no, you must pay for both. And like, that's kind of just like, ugh. I mean, did, on the other hand, they could just charge 20 for that second one. So it's like, whatever. But, did we know what the two Witcher expansions were called when they like announced them originally? They're I, like, we're going to have two expansions. The Because I remember knowing that it was called Blood and Wine do you? months in advance. Yeah, long yeah. Way in advance. Because Blood would always remind me. So like, Blood and Wine. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. right. That is, uh, that's the only... But I know we're not getting that for I don't think five, we knew the last months. one. I didn't think we know what the last one was going to be named. Uh, that's the only, expi- like, season pass I've ever bought, was the Witcher 3 one. Mm-hmm. Even though I never got to that point in the game. I right, right, right. Wine. It's, I didn't even it, mind it's buying downloaded. it. It's downloaded. Yeah. It's on my PS4. Didn't even mind it. Like, yeah, Support absolutely. <laughs> this, you don't feel good about putting money in. Like Ben said, they didn't describe it enough. Why would you feel well, good about this? One of the things is if they named it, It'd be a little more yeah, sure. interesting, you know. Absolutely. It's like if the whole season pass was called something and it had a theme, and the right. press release came with like that logo of it. So it was like, yeah. whoa! And like, yeah, you're not gonna get even if it was just one big thing in, in December. It's like, wow, the curse I'm of the so Goron. Like, even that. just yeah. hearing yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. or maybe even like, what? They're, they're they're not, you know. Even when you finish the game, and just like, wow, well, I'm surprised there weren't a lot of Goron in it. It was like, yeah. well, we know we're getting that thing though. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we're getting that later. I feel like we do this every so often with CD Projekt Red, <laughs> but once again with the DLC they came out and they said we know why you like The Witcher 3 it's not because of the fighting it's not because of these dumb little collectible things it's because it's a lived in world that has a great story guess what we're gonna give you full length game size DLC that is exactly that and Mm -hmm. people were and then you would see people on message boards on Reddit being like, oh man, CD Projekt Red, I feel good about this DLC. And it, it's just, why are more people doing that? <laughs> yeah. it seems, it, it's, it's working. Yeah. That yeah. message is being spread far and wide. It doesn't seem like a complicated... I'm just upset. Well, Zelda, especially, yeah. with, especially with Nintendo, because Nintendo is a company that like is that, where it's just like, all they have to do is listen to the many, many people that just want... They all they want is like these six things or however many you know that's all they want and Nintendo's always like oh okay we'll give you that but it'll be weird and like this the map's like, gonna have a new feature right and it's like or it's oh, got these crazy man, controls and it's like we don't want these controls Ian. we just want a sweet Zelda game Ian. like we just want a Metroid God you could have a thirty second or maybe even less trailer this is all the trailer is text appears on the screen. Come figure out the tale, and then you see an image of a Goron, and then it fades black to black of the cursed Goron. Yeah. Bought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. I would buy it immediately. I would buy it immediately. $35. It says, yeah, like, yeah. Like, okay. yes. <laughs> available, you know, twelve seventeen, and just like, and you're like, I'm there. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, and, and the funny thing with like Reggie, like, yes. Reggie at the end of the Switch event was like we've been listening we have we we have mm-hmm. teams of people whose job it is to listen to i mean he didn't which say is that true exactly. i'm, I'm, I'm sure, sure they that they have it, but they're yeah. ignoring them but it's just like they just don't get it people don't want a switch t-shirt they don't want a weird press release like that they want a goron yeah. t- trailer yeah you know what i want price tag at the end i want hd ice cubes i want somebody yeah. cosplaying at pax as link in that t-shirt 
<laughs> oh my oh, god. Judge. Nailed it, man. I just, gave some, I just gave somebody a little, yes. little, little Pax cosplay there for you. So Enjoy. Good. Please, please, I want that. Oh. And just but but, but like, like always oh, sad. Yeah, but like over the costume, <laughs> yeah. so the costume's like yeah. like jammed in there. They it like, like looks bad. I want them to look really uncomfortable. Yes, Jones, that costume you might actually see at E3 this year. Oh yeah, because it was announced this week that <laughs> E3 will now be open. Oh god, what to the public? Good segue. Well Thank done. you. Yeah. That was a nice segue. That's a big deal. That's a huge mm-hmm. deal, and there's a lot to cover here. So what's happening is there are fifteen thousand tickets that will be available to the public. Anybody? 15, Yep. Anybody who wants one can buy one. There were a thousand of those tickets sold for $150 to early birds. They're all gone. And so the remaining 14K are $250 a piece. Pretty expensive, but you can go any of the three days for as long as you want to. Any or all? Any or all. Okay. Uh, That's called the Expo Pass, whereas I think we get something called Press Pass or something like that. Industry Pass. Media or Yep. Last year, 50,300 people attended E3 over its three days. So not necessarily 50 each day. Over the course of the three days, or 50K. And so they're adding 15 onto that, if you can kind of think of the ratios sure. of how busy the, the halls will be. Uh, and do you remember E3 Live last year? Mm-hmm. E3 Live was the weird thing they introduced that was basically where they put the skating rink down in downtown L.A., uh, just in the, it's like in the middle of Staples Center, basically. Yeah. There's just a big space. And there were 20,000 people who attended that. I had no idea that was such a success. There was always a huge line whenever I walked by it, yeah. So that blew up. E3 Live blew up. And I think that led to this decision this year of, oh, let's just sell tickets to... They want to make money, yeah. Yes. So this has split the industry, absolutely. You see a lot of angry tweets about this. You see a lot of positive tweets about this. I'm curious where the the panel stands. I'm curious what the positive tweets are. <laughs> uh, the positive what, what tweets, that angle is. Michael Huber. How this will improve E3. Hey, mm-hmm. E3 for everybody. Right. That's good, Jones. That's great, actually. I'll be positive about this. Anybody okay. who wants to go to E3 can. If it was your dream one day to go to E3, now you can for yes. $250. Yeah, for a lot yes. of money. <laughs> yeah, for a lot of money. For like a lot of money. It's worth saying 250 is still a lot of it's money. A lot of oh, money. Yeah. That's a switch. That's a console. Yeah. I, think <laughs> in, in, I think in college I would have seriously, seriously, seriously considered it. Cool. Yeah. So that's good then. This is yes. a good thing then, Ben. Yes. Ooh, hesitation though. Why is it not a good thing? Just because initially it doesn't seem like it. It, it seems like it could be handled better for everybody. I am not of the belief that it's like, oh no, only save it for the press. Yeah. This this sacred thing. I I generally agree with Huber that E3 is just such a wonderful thing, and getting more people to experience it isn't necessarily bad. But but maybe segmenting the days just to make everyone get around easier you know filter this out a little bit Mm -hmm. that just seems like common sense yeah when when uh e3 live or whatever it's called when that was announced last year we talked about on the podcast game trailers podcast at that time Mm -hmm. gt time got it uh we talked about uh, adding an extra day yeah. You said they need to do this. They need yeah. to add an extra day. Instead, they said, we're adding all days. <laughs> we said there should be a public day, like with TGS. Exactly. Like yeah. that. Yeah. No. They said, you know what? We want to make that money, which is pretty crazy. Do you think this benefits the exhibitors, Ian? I, I mean, E3 is already pretty startlingly busy. Yeah. And I just think about Comic-Con, mm-hmm. where I, on preview day... When I was going to Comic-Con for work stuff and trying to get stuff done, it was more people than I cared to be around, you know, and that's Comic-Con preview day, where yeah. it's like half or whatever, I don't know. And the now numbers. there's no preview day at Comic-Con, now right. Now you can buy tickets to preview night. And really? it's like, yep. oh, so there's not even that. 
They're like, you just, it's just three hours. And then first night for, for people to go in for like hardcore collectors that come here every year to go in and get stuff for press people to go in, make sure to get in there and check out those things. Actually, no, we're not doing that. Somebody anymore. saw it's dollar like, signs. Uh, yeah. yeah and somebody <laughs> saw, Oh, we could charge for this. And so I think, I think that E3, the like, the place that E3 takes up for media, for us, you know, um, and maybe even for people that, like, game trailers, we did E3 a little differently than we do E3 now, yeah. where we were filming more interviews and getting more gameplay videos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now we're doing more taking appointments, playing games, and then doing our thoughts about them after. Reactions. Mm-hmm. And, like... I think that they're still going to be doing appointments for press people. I don't imagine they will be doing appointments for ticket holders, public right. ticket holders, because that would be crazy. So it's like, I think that it'll just become more like press people just need to make sure that you schedule inter- or schedule times to get hands-on for the things that you need to do. I hope they have a good press, like, media booth like room like PSX does. I love that. The way that PSX does it is the way that E3 should do it, where it's like you have a scheduled block of time. You can go into the media room, so it's even not that crazy in there, and then you just have access to everything, like all the, you know, most of the main stuff, and then you can just do it all, and then you leave, and you're like, okay. That room is the best. It's the best. At PSX, there was a separate room in the back where we were allowed in because we were press, and you got to play. I got to play Parappa with people who are working on that game. Yeah, and ask them questions directly and interact with yeah. them. That was so fun. Like I played, uh, I played the Uncharted Four survival mode with Quentin from Naughty Dog. Yeah, at yeah. PSX. The teams, and like, having the teams I don't even love so Uncharted, and I was like, hey, this is fun. I had a lot of fun. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it was fun to play it with people, and like they were explaining to me what, why, the thoughts that went into things. You know, and like I yeah. actually made a friend with him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but like stuff like that, I think is is important. And I mean. E3, we get all the big juicy stuff from the press conferences, sorry, anyway, mm-hmm. most of the time. And then some of the impressions that we get after the fact are, are there anyway. So I think that the value of waiting in a long line to play a game for us is probably diminished anyway. Because we might get appointments for the ones we want to play. So I don't think it's going to negatively impact us really at all. It's just going to make E3 crazier and more busy. Yeah. Which is whatever. It's already crazy and busy. So. I think it's right. If you think of 15,000 on top of 50, it's like yeah. this much more crazy. It's like a little crazier. Yeah. And like people were, I see people, co- like even when it was, I forget that it was industry only, quote unquote, before, because there were people cosplaying before anyway. Yeah, there are. And I'm like, and I was always kind of just like, what are you, is it, what are you cosplay? Is it your job as a cosplay? <laughs> and I'm like, that's rad. Yeah, it's just it, there was always like one second where I was like, "Oh, that's a cool fan with the thing." And I'm like, "No, this is a professional event, <laughs> huh?" Which is fine. I don't care. Yeah, but like you know, it's already it already feels like it's a public thing anyway. So I don't I don't know. Ben, I've talked for about a long the, time. Sorry. What do you think about the future of E3? <laughs> when I think about it from E3's perspective, yeah, it makes so much sense because. Every year, I feel like we have more and more publishers that say to themselves, we have the capacity to do this on our own in a more independent way and have more control over the message. Like EA. Yeah. EA is yeah. doing their own thing again this year. Right. And so you you have sort of the number of publishers that are fighting for each other kind of going down. And I think in that space, every year when I go to E3, there are more and more vendors, more and more people, you know, trying to 
sell you monitors or headphones yeah. or things like that. And that's traditionally stuff that the press just doesn't have time or interest in. And so you bring in a general audience, right? Everybody has a phone. Everybody has Twitter. Everybody can say, oh, man, I, I had a great experience here in a way that maybe a press person wouldn't. And so that's really good for E3, keeping that healthy. Mm-hmm. And also... Think like the amount of money that they spend. Like you think about 2K and the Mafia Three booth. I think the more people that you get tweeting, "Hey, look at this sick booth!" Again, in in a way that the, the you'll get a little bit of that with the press, but it won't yeah. be to the scale of of all the people. Um, so so just from from their business perspective, it works. I just I had a crazy thought. You just made me think. I mean, this sort of is in line with what you were just saying, but mm-hmm. uh, like. This is not a surprising move in the uh, look at look at the way that media, you know, like quote unquote press has been going. Like we are much more of a personality driven thing than we e- than even we used to be. Yeah. We used to be more news. Yeah. We're now like a YouTube Twitch, you know, personality driven thing. We're a reaction channel. We're rea- and like there are there are big big people are more popular than us who like are just YouTube personality kind of thing and like that's becoming more and more the norm. So people who buy a ticket for $250 kind of are press now because everyone is press. Yeah. Everyone has a Twitter. That's like a really interesting point. Everyone mm-hmm. has a YouTube. Yeah. Everyone can stream on Twitch. Everybody is media. Everyone is media. Yeah, that's pretty crazy That's to the think world about. we live in now. Sure. Johns, you seem negative on it when we first opened this. Do you feel any better about this? I want E3 to survive, so whatever E3 has to do to survive, I'm fine. Like sure. If, if somebody, if I was to speak negatively about this and some executive was like, pull me into an elevator or something like that and be like, look, heads up, it was this or we, it wasn't happening. I'd be like, then this is fine. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you have to make those sacrifices. Mm-hmm. But it does feel like kind of, kind of, a favor towards fans and not, like, like the question pops up. You're like, oh, how is this going to affect press? And it seems like E3 is like, huh? Right. Like, the people that are whose job is there to go and cover these games and are then not only just going to go cover like games. It's like, no, I'm a big JRPG guy. I have a, a list of five games that I'm going to check out. Now that list is three mm-hmm. because there's no way it's impossible. Yeah. yeah. And so what, how can, how can we work through this? And E3 is kind of like fans. It's like, uh, so it's, it's frustrating. That it doesn't seem like, you know, we're going to, we're going to bring fans into this in this way. It's just like, no, we're just bringing fans in. Yeah deal with it it's like all right i'll tell you how i'm gonna deal with it if i have appointments those first two days and the third day i'm not gonna go like why would i go why on earth would i go and check out a game like that's just not so there's like less coverage that i'm not only gonna do this year but i i have a feeling i'm it's gonna be less and less and less jones we're going every day dude I, I totally agree with jones though and i'm curious to see what the response is because i can absolutely envision from both a, a publisher, we want to show our games to the press and get their message out, and the press being like, we're having a harder time doing our job. You know, if if you're going to see a push to to other conventions where maybe it's a little bit easier to get around, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I agree with Jones. I think that was it's well icky said. because it comes from it, it. It feels like it comes from a position where it's like, look, my opinion is valuable about these games, and you're <laughs> getting in the way. It's like, who cares? I'm just like another dude. But yeah, right. it does. E3 is something I'm extremely passionate about. I love it. it yeah. For me, it was the birth of game trailers. Was yeah. we, we went live the day E3 started. It was like, you know, a lot of like the beginning of, of us like putting that website together was you know, uh, Mike Buddy being like, yeah, E3, and I was like, what? And he's like, the show and 
downtown LA every year. And I was like, I've never heard of this before. And I've just been like infatuated with it ever since. And it's like, eh, that'll knock it down one more as far as like, not that this thing is cool and we should do it, but legitimately like my involvement in it. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll back out now. Cause it's, it seems like I don't really have a place there. Like you do though, I'm going to go and I'm going to check out four or five games two or, you know, two appointments each day. I'll just go and hit those things that I really, really care about. But like after that appointment's done, I'm not going to be like, let me go to the show floor and see what. There's no seeing. There's nothing. Like there's, there's there one other game you can maybe go see. I went in to the the Sea of Thieves line last year five hours before E3 ended, and the guy was like, Yeah. I'm like, if I get in line right yeah. now, he's like, we were. It's all. It's closed. You're not. It's not going to happen. And I was like, Yeah. That was like my goal for the day. And like at, like when I went over there, he was like, No. I remember so six like, hours really hard to get into. Oh, it was right. a six hour line for the PlayStation merchandise store. And like PSI. I love yeah. once. I waited in line last year for an hour and a half to play ReCore and loved it. I was like in line with great people, like uh-huh. we had a great conversation going in. Um uh Huber passed me like three times shooting his show like while I was in line. Yeah. So like I love that. That's one of my favorite things about PAX. Like PAX, like I don't want appointments. Like I want to get in line with these people, with these huge Sony fanboys and like ask them, you know, have conversations about them about their favorite games and stuff they're anticipating and stuff. E3 is not that. It's a, E3 is a different show. Like I go to E3 to do business. Right. A lot of it. It's a lot of stuff happens in, in those days. And just that vibe of me being like, oh, I got a couple hours, should I get why? Why would I do that? Not, I, not, and I not to mention think, just lines and not to mention exposure, but physically just getting through that area. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. There, there's some there's some corners where you're just like, oh, I'll turn. The, no, I can't. You know, this is crazy. I physically can't get through this uh, intersection here. Just just to echo what Jones was saying. I remember getting to at three E3 an hour before the show opened because I wanted to play Breath of the Wild so badly. Yeah. I get there 15 minutes after the show started. They said we we are booked for the day. I forgot about that. Like, don't get in line. You're yes. not getting in. Right. That no general public. Right. Yeah. That was pre general public. Yeah. I and totally you can have an that. event like that and bring people, and that's fine. But if you have a press event, they're like, eh, people can come too. It's like, well, just let them. Let, just make that the event, but don't like pretend it's I both think, now. Like, I think that that there'll be growing pains like crazy this year. Mm. But I think about Gamescom. When we were at Gamescom back in the day, you know, a number of years ago, that's a public event mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And just, no, they have they have press and public days. Oh, right, right, right. But even on the public days, they had really good po- appointment scheduling. They had really good media rooms. They had areas where media <laughs> could, um, you know, charge cameras. And they had editing rooms. Like, you bring your own laptop. They didn't right. have computers. But, like, they just handled it very well. And it was very organized. And, um, like, it's busy and it's crazy. I just wonder, like, E3 is going to need to do that if if they still think that that kind of press coverage is relevant, which I'm honestly not certain they care. Right. right. I don't think that they care. I think that I think that Ben, ben hit the nail on the head when he was like, this is 15,000 people tweeting about our game, our monitor, our, our headphones. Um, that's better that's than the some same cynical podcasters who are going to trash your game. Yeah, or who yeah. are not going to talk about your headphones, or yeah. who are, uh, you know, yeah, th- them, like me tweeting something, you know, reaches maybe a few more people, but like fifteen thousand people tweeting about a thing is going to reach more people. Yeah, and like we react to the to the press events, and that's the stuff that gets the coverage more anyway, and. Mm-hmm they can still do that and it doesn't affect anything. So I like I, I wouldn't be surprised if E3 continues this route and is Gamescom later. Maybe there's one press day and the rest are public. To play devil's advocate with myself, though, Ooh, <laughs> nice. I like imagine this, you get all of the 
I don't know. Let's say let's say you get a a, a, a barn of influential games media people, right? Just whoever that is in your head, right? Imagine they're all, all saying the barn. simultaneously. E3 is terrible now. This is awful. You know, does that create a counter mentality that that kind of invalidates or goes against the the big sea of people I actually, that you're letting in? I actually don't think it would. Okay. I think I think I think that the fans the they would open up more tickets to the public and the fans would say more for me. Yeah. I want to go play Breath but of the Wild. The, I want to go play this. Like imagine you're a fan though, right? You go to E3 and you have it in your head yeah. that all right I'm gonna get to play Half Life Three. I'm not, you know, I'm just, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just using a meme here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and you, you go to E3 and you can't. You wait in line all day. You waste your entire E3 and you get to play like, like you with Zelda, right? Like with Zelda, right. Or, or even if you do, imagine that you just spent your entire day playing that 15 minute demo yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And is that worth it to you? Maybe for some people, absolutely. It is worth it. But 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 for others, perhaps not. Maybe they, maybe they made a bad choice. Maybe they're like, I want to play this game, and oh, I didn't like it very much, and that was my entire day. Yeah. You know? That's why it's kind of, like, I just think that there are smarter ways to do all of this. Like, services like PlayStation Now, you know, Sony could just stream demos of all of their booth stuff right to your house. You don't have to download anything. Do you know what's funny, Ian? You know? when, I, when I rewatched the original PlayStation reveal, that's something they said they would be able to do. We'll right. yeah. stream demos we'll of stream any game demo. you ever yeah. want. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. A great idea. It's like, but we have that, t- I mean, well, PlayStation Network doesn't have that technology because it's like seven megabytes down. But like, you know, the the... The technology exists. We live in the future. Just have more units of Breath of the Wild. Or like, it's, you well, know, I don't like, even think crazy. you'd have to get that complicated with streaming because no, I, I think I it's fair to say like, that PSN would almost certainly buckle. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it buckles but it's imagine, right now. You know, E3 is a big deal for them. And especially, yeah. you know, you think about Sony and how they've tried to make E3 this big celebration and announcing crazy things. Imagine if, you know, you knew you were going to go big on it. And so you said, all right. This next E3, a year from now, on PSN, that day, we're going to let you download demos. Right. You know, or have that available yeah. somehow. Or for Xbox or anything, it doesn't... Yeah. Yeah. There like, are smarter ways to do this. I You're think absolutely that right. having downloadable demos, just testing the waters more, or just being more aware of what... And obviously, sometimes you're not going to be able to predict what the shadow hits are going to be, but I remember E3, the year Bloodborne happened, like, there was one booth playing Bloodborne. And maybe there was another one somewhere else, but it was like a cool press booth. Yeah, but like there was the one. Mm. I remember there was one machine at the Sony proper booth that yeah. had Bloodborne, and there was a line of like fifty people trying to play it. Because they didn't. And know. then the one yeah. next to it, like this War of My, I'm just picking a game. Sorry, sorry. This one like had like one guy playing it. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, bro, <laughs> you got Half Life Three. Put put like three hundred machines there. It's you know, crazy. like there really isn't another business to base it off of it's right a, it's a problem it's unique to this video game industry it's very crazy <laughs> yeah comic-con has issues as well with crowds and control but it doesn't have this thing where you're introducing new video game demos that people will sit and stand at for 15 minutes at a time where lines will naturally build up behind that person yeah. and have to rotate through them all day it is crazy crazy thing to have oh i'm sorry y'all hear that oh oh sounds like it's podcast hit time <laughs> <laughs> the following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of February. Michael Kozachenko, who you can find at Mishikos. Mango. 
iKeyless. Need a new car key or remote? iKeyless.com has been in the key replacement business since 2002. Ben uses them. Check them out today and they can help save you up to 75% off of the dealership's prices. If you type an offer code EZA at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your order. Steve Lichman. Life's tough when you're a lich, and Steve's no different. Join Steven and his monster friends for their everyday lives down in the dungeon, battling handsome heroes, muscular magicians, and deep depression. Books 1 and 2 are available for pre-order for a limited time only. Check out the 90-page preview free at stevelichman.com. Neobytes, a YouTube channel dedicated to bringing you the most up-to-date news in gaming and all-around entertainment. Check out their official video podcast, Bit News, weekly at youtube.com slash neobytes. Audio versions can be found on SoundCloud and iTunes. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure developed by Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. Sweet Justice, a sound design company based in England that's worked on Battlefield, Mirror's Edge, and Call of Duty. You can see and hear their work at www.sweetjustice.audio. All these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. One thing before we move on from E3. I would like to know, the panel, if you would recommend to someone who listens to this podcast if they should go or not. To E3? To E3. Hmm. At least once. So it if is you're, going if you're a really once. big fan and you sure. have and you, there's something there's something in me I've always wanted to go. You should it's a it's a strange thing. Life's short. Yeah, it's interesting because the, the the booths and stuff usually blow out pretty crazy mm-hmm. sometimes. They'll be crazier this year, knowing that there's normals yeah, running around more so, than PSX or PAX. Yeah, I got my first video game magazine in 1998. In that issue, okay, Ooh, what was uh, it? there was a I think it was PSM. Yes, I, I love, love PSM. One of the, one of the greatest. Oh, PSM yes. was my everything back in we, the day. Oh man. Yes, it yes. PSM was amazing. Always oh, had God, custom art it. on the cover. I love it. Was it. And the best. stickers that it came mm-hmm. with at first. Mm-hmm. Oh, you put them on your console. Yeah. Yep. Oh boy. PSM had an edge to it, man. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it was it was actually. Uh, the PSM issue, Squall and Renault are on the cover. Mm-hmm. It's great. The custom art. Anyway, remember that sorry. <laughs> um, there was a, they, they were talking about E3, and I didn't know what E3 was. It was my first exposure to it. And I said, this looks like the best thing ever. Yes. And every year I followed it since then, and it, my impression of it got more, I got more and more infatuated with it to the point where I was like, I, I, put a, I made a bucket list, and on that bucket list was go to E3. Uh, and... I when I got there the first year I was there I was like I hope this lives up to years and years and years of expectations blew it away blew it away E3 is amazing it's as good as it seems and if this story resonates with you even a little bit if you if you hold E3 in that regard like I did growing up yeah man go to E3 cool yeah it's interesting because it does have and it'll change now but it has a different vibe than PAX or PSX or anything cuz those are all very like they're very fun, mm-hmm. and the energy is very, I don't know, cool. It's a celebration. Like, it's a celebration, and it's just fun, and like everyone is just very excited to be there, and it's about the fans, and it's about getting meeting up with people and having a good time with friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. E3 so far has always been like, damn, we got to cover these games. Like, exactly. We got we to gotta see this Because stuff. the future is happening. Because, yes. because like everything was just announced. Like yeah. A game I didn't hear about three hours ago <laughs> yeah. is right there. Mm-hmm. 
and I just have to wait six hours to play it, mm. <laughs> and then I could talk about it for four minutes on a video and say, yeah, it was cool. I've had plenty of fun days of E3 walking around and not playing that much, just seeing well, the I mean, that's kind of cool. That's the weird thing for me is, like, I feel like an outsider to this because, a little bit, because the way I do easy update or mandatory update back in the day was, like, we intentionally don't wait in line and play shit. We yeah. just, like, stuff. We just, like... We go around and just, you know, talk to people that are waiting for stuff. We look at things and make fun of them or make jokes and stuff. So, to me, like, this is nothing but good because I don't do E3 right. Yeah. My, my I, goal I for intentionally do it wrong. Is to get you in early when they're laying down the carpet. Oh, my God. To, like, interview them, like, oh, while yeah. they're doing it. How do you make your carpet? Yeah. yeah. There's a, there, oh, that's a great idea. Scripts. I've got some big stuff, big developments coming for carpets this Ooh. E3. Oh, whoa. So stay tuned. Great that. tease. Mm -hmm. Another huge event that continues to grow, Evo. Evo, the Evolution fighting tournament that these happens. Transitions. Yeah, like these you, transitions. You deserve a pat. Clean. That was good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Nice. I'm proud of you. Clean. Uh, let's. Why is it called that? Sorry. Yeah, Evolution. Yeah. I never know. I never knew. I never know. I got nothing for you. Let us know. We'll Evo. talk about yeah. it in the corrections next week. <laughs> so here's something interesting that Evo did this year. It had eight games. Sorry, nine games? No, eight games. Eight games announced as these were... We're definitely using these games. Maybe I can go through them. Let me see if I can name off the eight games. Challenge. Street Fighter V. Tekken 7. Guilty Gear. Exard. Blaze Blue, the newest version. Mm, Injustice 2. We're at five? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there is two Smash Brothers games. There's Smash Brothers Melee and Smash Brothers for Wii U. And then there's one more game... Did I say Street Fighter Five? I totally did. No. I said Tekken Seven. So then there's there are a couple pairs. Is it Marvel? Oh. Mm, no, it is Injustice. No. Injustice Two. I said. Right. What is that last game? Mortal Kombat. Mm -mm. Ben, do you know it? King of Fighters Fourteen. Yes, Ben. Nice. Dude. Thanks, ben. Ben. I know it wasn't coming to me. It really wasn't coming mm -hmm. to me. I appreciate. I'm glad you're here. Mm -hmm. So, uh. As Ian suggested, as we as I was having a hard time pulling right there, there's some games missing from that list. And so what they did for their ninth game, the ninth game of the tournament, they opened it up to a vote. Oh. Not just like, hey, here's a little list of games. Please vote on the one that you want to win. They said, I really love that they did this. They set up uh, an option of nine different games. You donate money for that game. The money goes to Make-A-Wish Foundation, Make-A-Wish oh, International. So cool. all the money goes to a good place. But if you want that game to win, you put your money where your mouth is and you say, this is how much I think that game should win. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of want to play a game. Ben already knows who won. So I kind of want to, we'll play this with Ian and Jones. Okay. I'm going to list off the nominees. I'm going to, I want you to tell me who you think won. And then maybe we'll even like go closer and say, who do you think got last and things okay. like that? Because right. it actually, the results are very interesting to me. Okay. Okay. So here are the, were the nominees. Arms. Oh wow. oh wow! Okay, yeah. Killer Instinct, mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat XL, mm -hmm. Nidhog, oh yeah, Pokémon Tournament, yes, <laughs> Skullgirls, uh -huh. okay, yeah, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, yeah, old school, the old school one, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three, uh -huh. and finally Windjammers. <laughs> Who do you think won that? Who do you think won at the end of the day? I, I would love it was Street Fighter, uh, Super Street Fighter 2. Me too. But I thought I had a chance. Uh, my guess would be Nidhogg or Windjammers. Because of internet trolls? Just because I think it'd be fun. Uh, 
or Pokin. Niddog didn't do great. Uh, Windjammers did do pretty well. Yeah, it got it got arms. some good troll money. It got some good troll money for Windjammers. sure. Uh, troll donations. Windjammers, I love dude. it. It's gonna be the great. It is going to be the greatest group stream. Windjammers. Yeah. So terminally yeah, ill child is having their dream come true thanks yeah. to trolls. So <laughs> of those nine games, Windjammers was fourth place. Oh wow. wow, Jones, do you have a guess at which one won? Was uh, sorry, go ahead. yeah, Nidhog popped up when that was mentioned for yeah. some reason like for Nid- some reason I could see arms Nidhog just- was 8th place it got $158 donated wow. to okay. for its brutal okay mind. Marvel um, so second yeah. to last I could see arms being a crazy upset because I, you're, you're, you're locking and loading us for a Arms, a shocker. Arms got a lot of troll money. It got one thousand three hundred thirty-seven dollars, which is elite, which is just the still funny joke. Uh, Skullgirls fifth place. is like my random take. Uh, Ian got it. Ian, it was Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay. So the shocker Marvel. was second place. Pokin tournament. Ah. Wow. Here's how that worked out too. So, uh, Killer Instinct was third place. Still a huge franchise. Still has a huge audience. Uh, $6,116 were donated in the name of Killer Instinct mm-hmm. in third place. Then there's a huge spike after that. Pokin Tournament got $62,000 Whoa, 431 Whoa! Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, uh, 71640 So it was around $3,000 difference, but that huge leap from Killer Instinct back down at $6,000. That was like a 6,000%. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, or whatever. I don't Uh, know math. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm an internet person, I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, that is... That's crazy that yeah. Pokemon Tournament got that far. Apparently it's got a big audience in Japan still. They have arcade Mm. cabinets there where they can train and get good. We had fun playing it. Yeah. Yeah. The game doesn't make any sense to me, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> ben, are you surprised by the winner? No, I'm not. What, is there anything that surprises you about how this all worked out? Uh, the the Pokin thing surprises me. Me too. Uh, just just because of that North American perspective. Because, mm-hmm. like you were saying, Pokin you can play it in Japan in an arcade, which is which is how a lot of the fighting game scene is is sort of still going on in Japan. But you know, in North America, it's like. Do you want to play on your Wii U, this very, very, very dead console, regardless yeah. of how you feel about it? Um, whereas, you know, oh my God, I got to stop doing that. I'm so sorry. Whereas, that's fine. No, I said, you know. You said, you oh know. my I God, said, it, yeah, it flew by. Yeah, we don't even notice it. It's like, um, like, it's like, like. It's not Marvel or it's not Evo without Marvel. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, gosh. It's really bad. I'm glad I had that as my goal. But the thing is, I know. You looked at me and you said, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I, I do we know. Do right, know. Right. You're right. We support you in this. I don't know where I got that from. It's a it's a affectation. We all say it. Sure. Like and you know are like very Southern California. I think what I'm trying to say is I think about the Marvel community and I enjoy Marvel. It's a fun game. It is not a, I, I don't love it the way I love Street Fighter, but I think about that community and the passion and the dedication that they've had and the the moments that have come out of Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and I just don't have any association with that, mm-hmm. with Pokin. Yeah. And so it right. is shocking to me, from my perspective, to see it be so close to Marvel. I almost feel that a lot of that Pokin money was not Marvel money. Do you know, once it, once it was, I just said, you know, it, once it was after 10000 it was pretty clear that it was just down to these two games. 
<laughs> all the other games were kind of left in the dust once we got to 10,000. Yeah. And so then they the two games just started fighting each other and very little money went to any of the other games beneath them. And so I do feel like a lot of that money might be, hey, I don't want Marvel to win. I hate Marvel. And mm -hmm. so wouldn't it be funny if Pokemon wins? I do almost think a lot of that is Because that. that's why I wonder, like, what is the main impulse, do you think, for someone voting on something? Is it because, like, I just like this franchise. It is my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. I want it represented, period. Yeah. Or for something like Pokemon, are you like, I want to see the best Pokemon players in the world. I've already yeah. seen the best Marvel versus Capcom players in the world. Right. I'm dying to see two people on this game yeah. that are incredible. I want to see I want to see them to do stuff with Poker Tournament. I didn't even know it was possible. And we should state though that this is potentially the last possible year for Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Well not possible, but force coming. Yeah. We got that trailer. It's coming next year. It'll obviously be in Evo next year. And so I do it's just you gotta have Marvel, but basically. It's almost unfair that it was part of this vote. You do say that a lot of it could be not Marvel money, and that makes so much sense to me because you see a pretty strong sentiment that is saying, you know, Evo is just a Capcom fighting game tournament, or, mm -hmm. you know, there's not enough diversity or things like that. And so that makes a lot of sense. I do think what gave Marvel the edge is I think there are more well-known and popular Marvel players than there are Pokemon players. Like, people want to see those rivalries play out in Marvel in yeah. a way that maybe isn't quite... And I'm not, admittedly, not very knowledgeable about the Pokemon scene, but I just don't think it's quite there or has that history that Marvel has. Yeah. That's a good point. I wonder if they'll learn for the next Evo, though. I wonder if they had such a, a huge reaction to Marvel now that they're like, well, we know Marvel's in the next one, so I wonder if they do this next year. I would love to see... Because I think it's kind of unfair having, like, Killer Instinct, Marvel, Windjammers. It's like, yeah, those are right. clearly different categories. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would love... a solely Windjammers list that's like just arms the just, just Nidhogg yeah, just Nidhogg I hear you just, like, like they're all like oh, I want to take that that's one a step further yeah. when you say an only Windjammers list I want a list of only Windjammers <laughs> yeah. see which one makes the most money for some arbitrary reason the original Windjammers yeah. or the re-release on PlayStation 4 it's the yeah. other one a great way to do that though I think an innovative way to have people vote on what the last game should be yeah I really I, like that. I they like did that. that they Everybody did, wins. Yeah. Everybody wins. Yeah. Well, uh, except for shoot. those other eight games. I'm sorry, but if I could <laughs> add all that together, we're looking at a lot of money for Make-A-Wish International. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like more than $100,000. Cool. Mm -hmm. It is now time for Love and Respect. Oh. Love, Love and Respect. Okie dokie. We're doing greats, but let's do... Is that, that a song a song? Or is it just that little ditty? What do you that, mean by that? Is it like Rufus Jim. Is it referencing something outside of that toy? I feel as though somebody would have told us by now. Yeah. Somebody like, would yeah, have found it. It's not like some kind Probably of... Probably YouTube. Like, is he like, hey, a reference to something? Is he a... He's like a Furby, a, for sure. He's a Furby. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. He's just a jazzy-ass Furby. That is very funny to think that somebody wrote a song just for a Furby toy. Yeah, it's weird because it has kind of like a medieval scale to it. <laughs> it sounds kind of like a Robin Hood theme. It is such a strange tune. It is not jazzy. No. Here we're coming through the forest. Yeah. 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 It's like Sherwood Forest or whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right. Do-do-do-do. Yeah. Oh, man. What is that strange jazz monster you've got there, Robin? Oh, his name is Rufus. Yeah, That's I want to see like a, I want to see a row of dudes with like those really long trumpets. Like, yeah. Herald trumpets. Yeah. Love those. Anyway, if you know the writer of uh, Rufus's tune, please contact us. We're we, desperate to know. We want to have him on the. We want to have them on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, that'd be cool. An amazing guest who wrote the chip tune. When anyway, I was I constructing the tune. Yeah. You can even just make it up, and <laughs> yeah. we'll have you on. He's like a super as long as you tell us a good snooty, story. like professorly yeah. guy. McDonald's came to me asking for something innovative, and I believe I supplied that. Yeah. 
I made $350,000. Just <laughs> scribbled sheet music all yeah, over yeah, the floor. Yeah. It's a madman. <laughs> yeah. I wrote it mostly on post-it notes. I lost half of them, and that's why the song is as long as it is. <laughs> Ends unresolved. Okay, I want to do a tough one. I want to do, because we just did a game, we had fun with a game that was basically a game. Let's do a tough question. Ooh. We're not going to do Ooh. a game. We'll do a game, but I want to move to a tough one first. Ah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we can spend some time on this one. Label T for tough. <laughs> yeah, my stupid notes for each question. It. Do you do that? Uh, I don't. I kind of work on a star system, and I kind of, I try to remember, like, the tone of each one. This one's got a heavy tone. Like Are you ready for a heavy tone, y'all? All right. I'm into it. Hi, allies. I have a rather spicy, Ooh. as in heated, cultural question for you. There we go. I'm spiced. Spice it up. In light of the news that Resident Evil 7 has been censored to remove certain graphic images, not in the oh. West, but in Japan, where it was developed. Wow. Oh. What does that tell us about how Americans view violence? Or more aptly... How the world thinks Americans view violence. Considering that most cases of censorship from Japan, Japan-made games, are about reducing sexuality, what does that say about our two cultures? Have we evolved past the stereotype of Americans being prudish but loving gore and violence? Love and respect, Jeremy, a.k.a. Dr. Acula. Dr. Acula. Dr. Acula. Mm -hmm. Edward, Love it. That's nice. Uh... uh uh, what was censored? Sorry, I need. Yeah, I don't know what was censored. Uh, not clear either. Uh, Just one example. But this happens a lot. Awesome. Tr probably some arms getting cut off and the blood that comes out. But it was it was violent stuff. It was absolutely violence. Stuff. Okay. Right. Hmm. I kind of take issue with the question a little bit. Mm hmm. Because not handed you softballs, Ben. Spicy in unexpected yeah, ways. That's fine. <laughs> When you pick out one example and you yep. say, all right, how, how, what does this signify about our culture right now? Yep. I think it is really hard to, to, to use that in, in such a way uh, because we don't know the story. And it could be for, for many, many, many reasons. I would, I would hate to generalize something based off one specific example. I mean, yeah, it could be as simple as this happens in, in America where it's like a product is about to come out. And then the World Trade Center gets blown up, so they take that out of Spider-Man. That happens a bunch. Well, it happened <laughs> once, but uh, no, or like school shootings, or like any terrible like a terror event, or some kind of localized event happens, and so then you cater the product, you tailor the product in that region to take out sensitive material that might be innocuous were it not for that crazy, weird, random thing that just happened to that building, mm -hmm. you know? So without knowing more, I don't know, but... Well, it's an interesting question because... Well, last week we dealed with, we dealt with a question that sort of called Resident Evil 7 a very Western game, but the game was developed in Japan. Mm -hmm. It's not as if they added those things for Westerners. They took it out for the Japanese audience. Right. So I think yeah. that's kind of, that's already kind of weird. To me, it's the developers probably didn't want to make the game censored for Japan. Mm -hmm. it, it sounds a lot like a very specific issue that came up and not like a sign of the times. Well, it happens a lot. You know, and like, honestly, this kind of thing does happen a lot. But uh, in violence. horror specifically. Sure. That there's some kind of fear at Capcom that something is is not represented well, or 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 that the create the the creative talent on that game went too far. Mm -hmm. I really wish we knew it specifically what it was. I will say there there is definitely a trend that I've seen 
in my lifetime, especially on television, I think we can specifically look at television, where things you can watch on basic cable are just absurdly graphic in a way that they wouldn't have been 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. It just oh, never yeah. would have flown. Language, too. Um, what, about language, that, what about that butt in NYPD Blue? Yeah. Well, like, they had what? to... <laughs> there was something the, fir- about... the first male bare ass on television yeah. in NYPD Blue. I don't see those on TV anymore. There was something about... I look. <laughs> I'm looking. Real hard. CSI, they wanted to be able to... I, 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 I'm probably going to butcher the details of this. I don't know exactly which show and whatever. But some, one of those CSI-type shows mm-hmm. wanted to show, like, a nude corpse. Like, of, of, of a woman or something. CSI. On, like, NBC. And they were like, it's a cadaver. It's medical. It's fine. You know? Mm-hmm. And, like, they had to, like, fight for that. And I remember that being, like, a thing. And they did it? I think so. I don't know. It's probably Hannibal. Whoa. Hannibal, dude. Hannibal was the most disturbing thing I think I've ever watched, and it was on NBC. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is happening? Yep. Should we talk about the other side of the question? The dead or alive beach volleyball that never comes to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Are Americans prudish? It's it's very interesting because I have, I have a direct example vis-a-vis the American youth. Um, my cousin... Uh, was asking, this is back when we were making seedlings, and my cousin was like, well, is it okay for kids? I'm like, yeah, we try, we work very hard to make it appropriate for all ages. Mm-hmm. And I go, there's a little bit of violence, but violence is vilified. It's the bad guy of the series, you know? And she goes, oh, that's okay as long as there's no sex. And I was kind of just like, that little phrase right there, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I thought about that, and I was like, shouldn't it be the other way around? Really? Like, Shouldn't we want people to grow up and enjoy sensuality and being part of the you know the well, human experience like you said, you, and not you, chopping yeah, people? You to had pieces? an easy answer to that because you were like, no, no, no. There's a villain on the show and that's kind of violent, but like the villain's vilified. So like yeah. you're done. That yeah. conversation with your kids, see him, see his behavior, bad. Right. Done. Yeah. Violence as a concept. See that other thing those two people guy. are doing. Uh, this is it, hard to explain. Uh, right. Listen. You see, they uh, like. So can I do that at school? No, because because right. Like, yeah. Stephanie's cute. Okay. Can I like? N- no, because like. But I can't like hit her. Like no, that's bad. There you go. Okay, answer yeah. that question. Yeah, dealt with that. Where's the other one? Like, it's just very sad. It's very sad because then it becomes embroiled in this, in this thing where it's like people start getting this like. Problems built into their right. psyche about sexuality and stuff, and that's not good. But isn't it a just an issue of communication and normalization? Because I feel right. like a lot of the reasons why violence isn't seen as that big of an issue is because I, I've heard parents say, even even when I worked at a game store, they're like, "Oh, you know, we can't avoid the violence; it's everywhere." And so they just they just accept it, and so it right. gets exposed and it gets normalized. Whereas I feel like with sex, like. Like what I think you were trying to say is we try to hide it so much right. that it becomes this this taboo in a way that it is is a little strange. Well, it's counter counterproductive mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Like abstinence based sex education programs just don't like don't really work generally. I mean, we don't have to get into that kind of stuff. But like, I mean, it is an interesting thing because in America we're getting into it. Well, in America, well, I, violence I like that we turned the violence fine. conversation into sex. I'm really proud of us. Well, Continue. Well, that's how the question was. Part of it. it was that sexuality no, stuff I like because it. yeah, I like where this is going. That's all I'm saying. Okay. It's interesting too because Japan has a history of censoring sexuality stuff in different ways than America does. Yes. Mm. Even in stuff like pornography where it's like, this is the whole reason this exists (laughs) and then you're still censoring it? That's so weird. And then also you have a club where you, or like a restaurant where you can go and everyone's dressed like cat maids. And it's like, okay, that 
you don't find that in Ohio generally. Did you uh, check that out when yeah. you went to? Um, I went to a cat cafe that had actual adorable kittens. Wonderful. Whoa, yeah. hot. Now yeah. we're talking. No, I mean, I'm allergic they were to cats. I'd be hell. <laughs> so I'm sorry. There were kittens in the cafe. Yeah, I feel like I'm. Inadvertently being trolled here. Actual no, kitten no, animals. Yeah. No, that is... I just I went and I bought treat for, treats for it and I fed them and it was wonderful. So it's like a do... petting zoo but with kittens. Yeah, and the, what's great is the kittens just they don't even care about you. They're just they're so used to humans that you can just go and just relax and you can sip on a wonderful beverage. Mm-hmm. And it when I was there, I had a serious moment, Kyle. I thought the world could be so simple. Yeah. I hear you, Ben. I love uh, this like transformative journey to Japan. I'm sorry. We'll, do, we'll we'll get back to the question. I have one more though. I'm sorry. That I'm too. curious about this. Are they all kittens? Meaning that no, the cats no, no, have no. to go after a certain age. No, they kill no, no. Them. They were okay. they, for the most part. They were adult cat. I went to two. I liked it so much that I went to two of them. Uh, <laughs> this is good. For the for the most part, they're they're only adult cats. Okay. Uh, because the kittens, they they had them there, but they were like, oh, they're they're not ready yet. Right. I was oh, like, okay. okay. They're not ready yet. That. Yeah, I'll leave the are there puppy and dog versions of this? There was a there was, a, there was a, a rabbit version that we almost went to. <laughs> Don't know if I'm allergic to rabbits. I'm allergic to hell to cats. Oh, though. I have to. Everybody should look this up on YouTube. Look this up. I know okay, we're we going go. into animals out here. <laughs> That's all right. There's this there's this Shiba Inu in Japan mm-hmm. that will he, he's okay. So there's this glass <laughs> sort of bed. Not a glass bed, but he lays on his bed and it's it's clear in the glass. When you go up, to, it's like a convenience store, but it's just this small little window shop. And you can see the dog sleeping um, in his bed behind the glass. And then when you get up to the counter and you <laughs> ring the bell or something like that, he gets up out of his bed and he jumps up and he services you. <laughs> what did he do? What do you mean he services me? I, I think... I need to rewatch the video. It's been a long like time, so I could, be getting the the, I could be getting the details wrong, admittedly. Yeah. But I think, like, you can point to something, and he will grab it for you. Oh, and then, like, bring it up to the window. Right. And there's there's a human attendant there to help sure. out and make it easier, but, yeah. That's I think it's worth beautiful. Ben, yeah, there's cl- clearly hundreds of differences between our cultures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Mega, right. mega differences. Yes. Yeah. That would never fly. Yeah. I think that that's the most important <laughs> thing to US. say. To bring this yeah. back around is maybe yeah. something that's relevant. Um... It's it's so weird when we see one example and we define a whole like that's bad that get that we shouldn't do that right mm-hmm. um, and talking about the animals you're you're realizing that these are different places with very different ideals um, and and different things that they view as important or weird yeah you know? yeah um, yeah I don't know it's all very strange and different I love it don't be sad. Don't be sad. If you live in Japan and your Resident Evil 7 got censored, it's okay. Not going to make or break it. Do we? I have a random lame, question, but, but it's specifically sure. for Ben. Ben's here and it's on top of my brain. Sure. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Johns. Do we make Japanese games? Whoa, what does that mean? Do American developers make right, games that right. take place in Japan and star exclusively Japanese people? No. <laughs> no I can't think of any No of one we does that. We don't do that with movies. But and yet we have this Capcom-made game that takes place in the bayou in Louisiana. No Japanese people in it. It's always has fascinated me about Japanese culture, that they make way more games. What's the game called? Yandere Simulator? I bet, that, I bet that is a... J- there might be, like, indie games that yeah. do that, like Hunter right. Full Boyfriend. Like, I don't even know like, even like the ninja in Final Fantasy VI is, like, a white guy. It was like, whoa! Well, I remember you, playing it and being like, there's no Japanese people in this you game. You think about... <laughs> For Honor or even Civilization, right? They it it is not it does not fulfill that quota of of exclusively um, Japanese people dealing with the Japanese right. situation. But they, uh, it is 
using elements of those cultures and trying to do them, I would say, somewhat faithfully. Yeah. I think that's a boon for Japan. I just think that's awesome that, like, as a culture that they well, reach out and, like, are, and, but then there's are, other, are trying like, to tell stories in other countries where we don't really There are also very interesting cultural things. And, I mean, I'm not a historian or a scholar of this, so, I mean, I hope I'm not putting my foot in my mouth. But after World War II, there was a cultural shift in Japan and, like, a, an interest in the West and Western culture definitely increased. So I think that that probably has something to do with that, too, <laughs> where it's they're making these games for Japan. Sure. Because oh, yeah. there's a very big interest in Western culture in Japan, you know, uh, and then if it also sells well in America, yeah. yeah. You, you know mean how GTA still sells well in Japan. <coughs> I mean how Resident Evil Seven still sells well in Japan, sure, sure. even though it's set in America. Right? You do have the thing though, where especially from independent developers that are are making note for note those classic. 16-bit JRPGs. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're following those templates. Or visual novels. Yeah, huge, or visual novels. Yeah, Absolutely. Huge, like, That's Japanese a great example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. So in the indie scene, yes. But Ubisoft isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Until Assassin's Creed is in Japan, finally. Well, one of the um, side-scrolling ones was, but... I think they did China. China. China yeah. Asia just on, at large, I mean. Asia at large. But, yeah. Get on it! Okay. <laughs> Tough question to answer. I don't know if we really answered your question, but we yeah. We tried just, 20 different ways. Yeah. yeah dance around yeah. it, but... Censorship yeah. is always kind of weird, ways. but... Yeah. Whatever, Very I curious to see what got uh, censored. We're just yeah. here for discussions. Hey, allies. I have a simple competitive game called Button Mash. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Choose a controller. Then each ally says an input. Uh... <laughs> And it says one of the things. Uh, D-pad is going to count as one button, by the way. So okay. it says right there. Okay. Uh, as is A. Any standalone button is its own input. Keep that in mind. Keep going through controllers, taking turns until someone makes a mistake or duplicates a previous response. Then they are out. If you say every button on the controller, we'll just say we all win. Okay. To win, the next ally must answer <clears throat> input. Okay, cool. So let's do that. So we pick. We all pick one controller. No, no, no. I actually have the controllers. Oh, oh, nice. And then uh, we'll just go in a, in a turn in a circle. Oh, no. So it's not going to be PS4. Or gets a button wrong? Right. Okay. It's fair. And they've listed out all the buttons. Right. Okay. For me. Okay, okay. Love and respect, Stephen Beaumont. Here we go. Beaumont. We're going to start with an easy one. As directed, the NES controller. Jones, kick us off. X. The NES controller. You failed. Oh, Jones sorry. is out. I thought it was SNES. Lost, Im- lost immediately. On the first one. <laughs> okay, so that's how that goes. Okay, All right. disqualified. And that's how the game works. So wait, do do Ben and I have to keep going? Then? No, that's it. That's the end of that round. Okay, here we go. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so we're doing, this is a co-op game. Yes, not competitive. This is all a co-op right, game. sorry. I think it was meant to be competitive, but I like playing it this way. All right, the Genesis controller. Oh no. Ben, we'll have you oh. start on this. Yeah. Actually, we should. We should have Ian and Ben go now. Okay, so let's go back to NES controllers. Sorry. I was going to say we should yeah, go yeah, yeah. each controller right. until we scrub okay. out. All right, Ben, NES controller. A, B. And now he goes again? Mm-hmm. Oh, start. Select. D-pad. You win. Okay. <laughs> Reset. Jones, you're back in on this one. Nice. You're doing the Genesis controller. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. This, yeah. Second this... generation just Genesis okay, controller. Okay, so I'll six say. button, not three button. Six button. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. That's okay. important. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Jones. A. Okay. C. Why? <laughs> B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> D-pad. Yes. Start. Mm-hmm. Oh, you monster. Select. No. Damn. Jones. What was it called? 
Jones. I, I, I don't know what the called. other three are called. I was not a Genesis guy. Make a guess, man. Yes. Why? Mm-hmm. Jones. See? Yes, that's it. That's I everything. Should have done that. So there is no select. It was only a start button. Just that yep, one button. Yep, just yep, one yep, start yep, button. Yep. I remember that right. I yep. think that was the trick of that that's one. That's very good. <laughs> I like this game. This game. N64. Oh. Jones, do you want to start each other? I feel like that's unfair. What's up? Analog D pad. Well, I'm giving it All right, yeah, yeah. All right. We'll have Ian, you start on this one. Uh. Well, okay. D pad. Okay. Always good to start with that. Yeah. Jones? Z. Trigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> C buttons. Yeah, that was my question. Are, there, are those four buttons? They're four buttons. Okay. So I'm just going to count them all. C up, C left, C down, C right. We'll just call them okay, C okay. buttons. Because, yeah, once we got one, we got them all. Yep. Ian? Oh, uh, B. Yeah. Jones? A. Uh-huh. <laughs> Start. Yeah. Oh, me again? Mm-hmm. The analog stick. Yes. Jones. R. Yep. L. We win. That's all. Of them. <laughs> nice, everybody. It's fun picturing them and like yeah. you can feel them in your mind. You know, like my hand is here. Well, I'm gonna save that one for last because my brain somehow puts shoulder buttons on the Genesis mm-hmm. controller. I'm like, that ain't got shoulder buttons. All right, uh, the Wiimote Plus with nunchuck. Jones, Wait you, you go first minute. again. So we're counting every button that would be connected to these two things. Oh dear. Okay. Why? Why say Wiimote Plus though? Is that including? It no, doesn't, it doesn't okay. change anything. No, it doesn't, but I, that's just okay. how it's written. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Just okay. want to be clear. Jones, go ahead. One? Yes. <laughs> Good. Uh-huh. Plus. Yes. A. Mm-hmm. Minus. B. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, the Z trigger on the nunchuck. Yes. Jones? Is that also called a C button? C? Yeah, yes. the one on top of the yeah, yeah, yeah. C and Z. Well yep. done, Jones. The power button on the Wii Remote. Yes. The home button on the Wii Remote. Mm-hmm. Jones. I'm, I got nothing. Oh, Ben's ready. Ben's got one too. Yeah. You're out. I'm out. Okay, Jones is out. Ben. The analog stick. Yes. On the oh, on the nunchuck, right. Pretty sure no one has said B yet. The trigger on the Wii remote. We have said B. You did? I think yep. we just have one more thing. We actually have two, two more things. Okay. Okay. Ben, do you know what they are? I don't believe we've said D-pad. Right. 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 Uh, as far as the second thing, I think I know it. Do you know it? It's two. Ian's right. Two. Oh, we didn't say two. You I know, thought, I just thought we said. Two. I know we Who kicked off. John said B? one, and then we got to we got to knock him off yeah, in, we, in a sensible way. We were hurting yeah. ourselves because something okay. like two will okay. get dropped. Okay. Yeah, who, yeah, said, okay. who said B? Uh, you, I, I said, said A. The C so button no, on top of the B, nunchuck. You I think said B was the first trigger. I've been I've been crossing them off the thing. I'm pretty sure nobody said B trigger, but maybe I'm wrong. B is not a trigger. Oh yeah, B kind of B is the trigger on the nunchuck. He said C button on top of the nunchuck. It's okay. When you got a new controller, we got a new controller. When when I'm not trying to defend myself. I'm just curious. It's alright. When somebody starts a category, we finish that category. Original Xbox. Ben, kick us off. Oh God. The original Xbox. The black button. Yes. The white button? Uh-huh. <laughs> Jones? <laughs> right trigger. Yeah. Left trigger. Yeah, I like this order. I like this. I don't... I'm gonna go B. Yep. Because I don't remember if this one had the other things. Jones? A. Yep. X. Yes. Y. Yes. Jones? LB. No, original Xbox. Oh, That's what I was afraid of. They the, didn't have oh, they didn't those. Have I was those. afraid of that. 
That's ben. what went to be. That's what the, that's what white and black Back. became. Oh, is it? Eh. Ooh, I think our game master effed up. I'm pretty sure it's back. Back the and start Xbox. are not on this. No, did it, did it have? Yeah, those? yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm mean. thinking. Did it have think those? It, it totally had those. Yeah, it yeah. totally did. It has okay. back and start. Right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's All not right. on the list. Our game master so made a mistake. Win. Yeah, we win that one. Yeah, we'll take right. the win for that right. one. Well, it was, good. was that all of them? Then? Uh, no, there's back and start, D-pad, left stick, right stick. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, all right, this sticks. Okay, last one. The hard one. DualShock 4. <laughs> Ian, kick us off. Wait, this is the PS4 controller? DualShock 4 is all I'll say. We should be able to get this. Yeah. The pad. What do you? What is the pad? The Oh, the touchpad. Yeah. Yeah, we'll count that. Yep, touchpad. Jones. Share. Yes. Yeah, this is the easiest one. Um, <laughs> I, have a, I have a technical question. Sure. So, this is a controller that has at least one analog stick. Mm-hmm. You can also push those in, unlike... This doesn't, uh, this doesn't count them as buttons, so we're okay. fine. Okay. The left analog stick. Yeah. The right analog stick. Mm-hmm. Right trigger. Or is it... Oh, sorry. R2. There we go. Mm. R2! R1. Mm-hmm. Jones? What did you say? Oh, don't do that. Okay, I said R2, and I didn't hear what Ben said. Mm-hmm. Uh, L2. It's counted. We already got L2. He said it right after R2. I just said I didn't hear what he said. I know, because you're doing Luke Skywalker. Well, I was just saying something. He just tears apart. Tears apart. <laughs> All right. All right, Ben, we need you here. Options. Yes. Okay. Well, yep. L1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Sorry. No, it's fine. And we got it. It's fine. We got this as a team. We got some more buttons Jones left. Is out. I'm out. Right analog stick. I said that already. Oh no, it's just it's up just to Ian end. now. It's just, it's just Ian left. It's just oh God. Circle, square, yep. okay. triangle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then D-pad. Yeah. Uh, Steven counted each of the D-pad buttons as different buttons, which I don't think is fair because of the way the rest of the game worked. I mean, technically, they it are depends, buttons, but yeah. we said D-pad each time. Yeah, so yeah. It's not fair. So D-pad, well, D-pad mm-hmm. up, down, left, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <gasps> wait, are there more? There's one more. There's one more. There's one more button. Oh, PlayStation button. Yes! <laughs> well done, Ian. We win! I love well that. That is my favorite controller on the planet Earth, so I know that controller. <laughs> that was a fun game. Thank you, Stephen Bowman. That was fun. I like that. We were our own worst enemies there. That was I think really... we knew the controllers. We just... Yeah. Well, the one when we were, like, going out of order to try to, like, trick each other. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're caught. Yeah. <laughs> the C buttons. I thought there was going to be something in there, like, Dreamcast. Jaguar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 3D out. Okay. Uh, let's do another tough one. Let's do another tough one. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested to hear your impressions of this. Hey, yeah. allies, I have a question regarding the rapid decline of Kickstarter and crowdfunded video game projects. Mm. Let's rewind to three years huh. ago when the potential for these games seemed limitless, and so did the money that was coming in. Games like Star Citizen, Mighty Number no. 9, Pillars of Eternity, Banner Saga all felt like dreams that just needed a little financial help from its fans to become realized. Now, with the recently announced news that video game Kickstarter numbers have fallen considerably. Polygon article link included below. Not helpful for the panel today. And the announcement that Steam Greenlight will soon end. It seems that the period of gaming is coming to a close. This period of gaming is coming to a close. What do you think caused the decline? Was it the lofty ambitions that were not met by games such as Broken Age and Mighty Number 9? 
Has your opinion changed at all since moving from a corporate setting in game trailers to your own crowdfunded project with Easy Allies? I would love to hear your opinion over this, both as video game fans and critics. You guys are amazing and hope you all had great Valentine's Day. It's still going on. The loveliest and most respectful day uh, there is. It's, uh, it's Wednesday now. Oh, it's over. <laughs> hope we had a great Valentine's Day. <laughs> Jones, you like me hanging out of your house all day? Yep. Uh, <laughs> love and respect. Very romantic. D. Brinson, 98. Uh, I feel yeah. like this is kind of straightforward, but the minute I say that, I doubt myself. Okay, let's see what you... Kick us off. So you have this new platform that is that is full of potential, and I mm -hmm. think the, the, the mobile market is similar to this. So you have... A, because it's so full of potential, it's untapped. So you have everybody rushing in, mm -hmm. okay? And then you have... Big, big, big success stories and big failures like you do in, with business. That's how it works. Uh, and the thing is, is those things that were successful are still turning to Kickstarter. They're still making it happen. And they're still meeting those goals. Yeah. Divinity, Original Sin 2, Kickstarter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pills of Eternity 2, Kickstarter. Banner Saga, Banner 3. Saga 3. Banner Saga 3. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're seeing these things that are proven successes. Psychonauts 2, right? Yes. After Broken Age. Mm -hmm. Or was that on right. Fig? Yeah, it was on a different... Fig still counts. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay, right. Polygon's article included Fig, actually. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And so I think you're just seeing a mutating market rather than, like, this, this platform is going away. It's just different. It's just not as crowded because this, this, this business has naturally sorted itself out. Mm-hmm. Shenmue 3 can't come out every year. Right, right. exactly. Uh, do you... I'm curious about that one part of the question. Do you feel differently about crowdfunded projects now that you are a crowdfunded project? No. I I know things about the process that I didn't, but like my yeah. attitude about them hasn't changed. Okay. I'm not like like I don't feel better about them or worse. I I mean I appreciate I appreciate it now because I I know more about. I mean our thing is a little different than a Kickstarter too because it's an ongoing yeah. situation where like there are moments where I'm like it could all go away you know yeah. like yeah. my entire life could, mm -hmm. uh, but like Kickstarter it's like you make it or you don't so it's like you know after 30 days you know mm -hmm. um, a friend of mine who ran a successful Kickstarter did say something interesting to me he said <laughs> that um, it was for a video game and he said that it was uh, Kickstarter is really good for physical stuff like physical games and stuff like that it's like stronger now for that is what he was saying. Oh, like board games. Board games. Sure. Because it's like a tangible thing and you can do it and then just send it and there you go. Yeah. Whereas with a digital thing and you're doing physical rewards, it gets really complicated, um, which is that. And I, I also think that for physical things, their competition is probably a little lower. I don't know this for sure, but I think that I read the article about Steam Greenlight and they were saying that... Um, you know, one of the original ideas was to keep the market from getting watered down with all kinds of like, you know, kind of just like spamware or whatever. Right. Um, and I think that Kickstarter, you can, anybody can kind of just start a video game on there. And a lot of those won't end up getting funded. Some of them maybe aren't perceived as seriously as others. And then, yes, there are some horror stories about things not going through. And even like the success stories, like Star Citizen has been being funded continuously for years now. Yeah, where's that game? And it's like, the game gotta come out. It's on the Amazon Weird New Kai engine now. And it's yeah. like, it's like, great, I wanna play it. And I have played it a little bit. It was like very Ooh. much early access, but like, yeah. 
Do, do you think there's an issue of perception as well in this? Not not in the typical sense of oh, there have been popular Kickstarters that have failed. Uh, but what I'm specifically talking about is if you're a potential backer and you've seen the quality of something like a Shovel Knight or Pills of Eternity and know that this is what that avenue can produce, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just see a random game that, that that doesn't have a history, that doesn't have a big name attached to it, like a lot of these super successful ones have. That you're you're not willing to give it a chance. Is that is that going on? I think so. I well, I think the easy money, as you kind of said, the boom may be over, mm-hmm. but yeah. the, it'll still sustain more businesses. I think the easy money might be gone. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think that more people are less willing to just donate to something they've never heard of. I mean, it, the game has not changed. The business is normalized, but the game is the same. Like Hyperlight Drifter can come out the door and be funded because the art and the showing is so impressive mm-hmm. shovel knight could come out the door and have an impressive showing uh banner saga 3 now has a pedigree of the previous games but also still shows up mm-hmm. there was also you know a very clear demo that said this is a good game right you know? that that's mm-hmm. like the oh. hugely important thing like indivisible indivisible did really well you know that. like yeah. that kind of stuff <laughs> Sorry. What? What's wrong? You know. Just the you know train keeps a choo choo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just shoveling in the you know coal. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's how we all talk, man. I say like every two words. But I always get frustrated when something comes out is big, then kind of becomes less popular, and everybody's like, well. We're tired of that, I guess. It's like, or we're at a real, more realistic phase now of what we can expect right, from these things. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest eye openers working at Easy Allies is having this fear going into it. How big is it going to be? Because right. I don't know. You know, like we want it to be big. And is that going to be embarrassing if it's small? You know, we come out of game shows, we go into something like this, we only bring in like 8K. And it's like, uh, okay. And like, how's that going to compare us to other of our competitors? And like, what do we do to grow? Because I want to be big. We got to be big. And now that we're in it, it's like, I, this is great. If we have less people tomorrow, I will love those people. If we bring in double those people, I will love those people as well. And I mm-hmm. will appreciate it and work for it in whatever size that it is. And so I, I think that's, that's the goal is that like you want to approach crowdfunding in a way that when you find out the day that you launch, that is going to set the, uh, the, the, the bar, the goals for what you can accomplish. It's not like, it's gotta be this. Like, find out what it is. I don't know. Yeah. Like, if you launch a Kickstarter and it doesn't go well, like, that's not necessarily bad. You just saw your prospects now. Yeah. Now you know yeah. the, how, how big that audience is, <laughs> what people maybe don't much. know that you're yeah. planning on doing these things. Th- All of these can be a learning process. The one I think of is Dennis Dyack's most recent Kickstarter. Mm. I don't know if it was Kickstarter, most recent crowdfunded project, the mm. one that they had to just pull they said it's not happening. We're just gonna pull it. We'll come back. I think that's an example of the system working. Right. Yeah, kind of like fine. you said. Hey, just prove it to us. Just prove you have a game, and me will get more money and be it's if interesting and cool. Yeah. Right. Well, and like with the easy allies, like, 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 like the um, the amount that was funded out the gate was way higher than we even like mm-hmm. anticipated, and that's allowed us to do the things that we are doing now. If it did decrease, our love would not. but the amount of things we could achieve would Mm -hmm. you know like these numbers aren't just like hey we're holding this hostage at this level it's like we you know have to have a certain amount of like whatever to achieve this and I do think that that's hugely important with things like Kickstarter and that where sometimes some of these things have bitten off more than they can chew and like the funding goal is too low to actually maintain and deliver. Oh man, that bumps me out so and much. That when kind that of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I do want to just because I've been able to see the inside of it, 
scold these internet doomsayers that that don't make any sense. That go on. Which know, for, specifically, for who are you talking about? Sure. So for we, you know, when people. Mm, <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting really mad at myself. <laughs> Don't do it. It just slips in. It's just a silly game. It's Goals is just a silly no, game. But it's good. It's good. I didn't even mad. notice that you'd said, you know. I thought you were mmming about like, what you were it's about. It's like to there's say. this other person inside of me that just is like spitting them spitting them out. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, we there are exit surveys and we get feedback. Yeah. Right. When people say, you know, I'm not supporting you anymore for X and Y reason. And that's reasonable and expected. That's gonna happen. But I also see people that do that and then say it's all over for you. You know, you, the, <laughs> there are there's this segment of the the viewership or the people that are paying attention to us. You know, when we came out, it was like we made way more than we expected. It was this big story. It got attention, right? And we've been able to remain consistent. But if you read some people's comments, it's it's like, oh man, this is this is bound to fail. And you, I, I I'm kind of getting that sense. When people talk about Kickstarter or some other services where, all right, it's not in the news all the time. It's not this big story. It's a functioning machine now. Right. Yeah. Which Consistency is, sucks. Right. right. Consi- what people, have you done for me lately? Right. Like, people want right. people want that big thing. They want to yeah, dig the, the into it. The second Apple stock always goes, eh. and we're like, it's over. It's over. Right. They're done. Apple's yeah. done. Buy Apple. And they're like, yeah. whoa. Their stock's only thousand like, dollars Six months later. <laughs> and then you like, yeah. people whoa, did like, you hear what Apple did yeah. today? And we're like, yeah. what? Come I knew on. it sucked from the beginning. I never bought an Apple phone. I said, calm down. Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. And I see that mentality a lot on the internet in general. And I think it's silly because it's not based in reality. It's not based on any evidence. Consistency is not bad. It's just not, like Jones is saying, it's just not exciting. I, like that. I would so much rather mm-hmm. have a sustainable job that I was, I was doing a job that I liked, working with people that I liked, producing content for people that I like, than to be making twice what I'm doing now, be way more stressed, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, have more exposure, have, you know, uh, have better opportunities. But I'm just like... You know, I'm pretty damn tired as it is, but still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're constantly busy, but at least I enjoy doing this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a fun response to the question. I like it. I want to feed you more positivity. Mm-mm. One last one. I don't like to pull the positive ones too much. We Every week, people write in and say the sweetest things about us. I don't like to pull it too much on the podcast because I feel that maybe it's a little self-celebratory. So, here's the deal. I'm going to read this one to the panel. It's going to make them feel good and everything. Uh... <laughs> We'll do this instead of the Patreon promotion. So we won't do the Patreon oh, okay. plug. We'll just read this. This is all you need right we'll here. We'll just read this one right here, yeah. When, so you, go, when mention... you go to patreon.com slash easyallies, you will find... Yes, we'll just do that. Okay. Hope that's cool. Hey, allies. I just wanted to say that I'm super proud to officially have become a Patreon ally. <laughs> I've always struggled financially as a regular working person, kids, mortgage, bills, and the like, to merit other expenses when it comes to entertainment. My gaming hobby is too expensive as it is. I have been following you guys since the early days of game trailers and was sad to see you guys depart, but was extremely happy to see you assemble in the form of Easy Allies. I recently decided to pledge because in my life, you guys are more than just entertainment. You guys bring, as Huber would say, joy to my life. And I really appreciate the love you guys have for games because it shows throughout everything you give us to consume. Much love and respect from a big fan. At Evo for Leo, number four, Leo. Oh, thank you, Leo. Thank you very that much. Was wonderful. Yeah, that was the love and thank respect so segment. Much. Thank you. But 
It's time for the for the love and respect to and it's time for bets. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about next week's bet. We're talking about Halo Wars 2 releasing this Friday. There's got to be some connection here. <laughs> With Fridays? It's a game releasing on a Friday. Friday. It's, it's crazy. Friday. It's crazy. February 17th. At this point next week on our next Tuesday, how many favorites will we see on the most recent tweet about Halo Wars 2 from at Halo? The official Halo Twitter account, Jones. Zero analysis. For some reason, you brought this up, and the number 230 just popped in my brain. Whoa. Not That's a lot. That's going to win. That's going to win. Zero analysis is how to but win. Just, yeah. Ben, what do you just got? popped in there. This could look very silly. 562. Too much analysis. Yeah. 312, Kyle. Whoa. 319, Whoa. Ian. Whoa. We did analysis. Yeah, we did analysis. This is a dangerous <laughs> doing analysis. <laughs> <laughs> Let me lock those in. Okay. okay. I've got a window of... What is that, like five? Yeah, it's nasty. <laughs> Let's talk about last week's bets. For Honor, released this week. Woo! Just today, even. Uh, we're going to, what we did was we went to start a 4v4 match, and I realize there are multiple 4v4 matches, but at the time we were playing the beta, the only one that we knew of was not Conquest. What's it Dominion. called? Dominion. Dominion, thank you. Uh, with the standard Viking, we're going to press forward Later. on the left analog stick and pre- yeah, you're right. The you're first really Viking on the left. Uh, and press no other buttons. How long until we die? Jones, you bet 45 seconds. Damiani bet one minute. Brad bet 12 seconds. I bet 13 seconds. We all had different oh, scenarios wow. of what happened in mind. We include a video at the end of this. You can see this play out. It's a blast. It it's is great. pretty exciting. <laughs> it is so fun to watch. I realize a lot of people are listeners. It might still be interesting to listen to this happening. We narrated it. It's fun. It is fun to see what happens when holding the left analog stick for the Raider. Travels through the path. Keeps going unexpectedly. Lives for 38.8 seconds. Jones, you win that bet. Nice. I didn't even know when we did it. What did you say again? 45? 45. What did Damiani say? A minute? Something? A minute, yeah. yeah. So that brings us to Purple Platypi 1. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> it sounds like one point. It <laughs> sounds like one point. Can I, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I was just waiting for Ian to make a noise. Yeah, yeah, like, like a dance like, recital, yeah. I remember it sounds like, like a motorcycle, but I mean, like yeah, a yeah. sad it's motorcycle. Like this it's not sad. It's not it sounds sad. like at the next group stream, we need to oh, get yeah. them in a huddle. Yeah. And they need to practice, yeah. <laughs> Brad's the best at it. By the way, that is reducing one point. Wait, uh, what? Because of the the like potato, Damiani was the last person holding it. So here's the thing. Because I'll never do like potato again, I'm going to give Damiani a chance to win that point back oh. next time he's on the podcast. Oh, okay. So wait, sorry, I'm confused. <clears throat> Why did we just lost a point? You lost a point because Damiani last was the week. last person holding the like ticket. And those those terms oh. were decided at the but beginning. But not just now. Yes. We didn't lose not an just extra. Now, no. Okay, okay. I thought we lost a point because we did the sound wrong. No, no, that no. That was like, whoa! No, no, no. It's like, Kyle hey. just goes, nuh-uh. <laughs> you, you did the, song, the sound wrong, but it wasn't low effort. You still tried yeah, yeah. to get tried. the sound right. Yeah. yeah. Red Eagles 5. <laughs> How many do we have? One. Oh. Oh. It's off to a crazy start again. Look at John's dance. There are so many of us. How are we all so bad? There's gotta be some kind. Of, there's gotta be like a mathematician who could yeah, who could sit Man, down and do? figure it out and be like, the fact that two people are on here consistently means that they have a 58 percent better chance. We, we, we get a spot. They could have run into a wall and it could have been six full. It could have been the entire match. Yeah. Just oh yeah. yeah. That wall. Oh yeah. Actually, no, because we've like, learned like these yeah. teams. If you though, head like, towards an object, for honors, like no. the game is rigged. The game is rigged. Yeah, Jones and I used to be so bad. 
Yeah, we used to be you so to bad practice. at this. I, you, yeah. I, we used to be. I used to be horrible. Yes. I would win two bets the year. Yeah, that was a joke of <laughs> yeah. GT time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is crazy, Jones. What happened? And now you, man? look out. This new life. I'm recommending videos. I'm signing off. <laughs> Ready to life. Let's see how we did with our goals. Ian, how'd you do with your goal? Did uh, blood laugh? I feel like I might have got him uh, like a smile. I don't know if I made it though. Okay. I'll have to. We'll have to. The jury's out. He'll tweet it. He'll tweet at me about it. Ben, how'd you do with your goal? I, shame. <laughs> I'm just ashamed. Shame. I feel really bad about this, but it was a learning experience. Sure. I'm glad that I did it. It was rough, but I'm here. Jones, how'd you do with your goal? I learned I'm gonna do goals more that I'm gonna try to do something and not try not to do something. Uh, oh, cool. Because like I'll be honest, I was not necessarily paying attention there was <laughs> I didn't know there was, was a like heavy monologue around when we were talking about e3 you got very impassioned yeah that's what happens yeah when I when I string four or five sentences in a row then it starts to derail yeah <laughs> but if I'm just making one astute comment I'll I'll think about it especially right now I'm thinking about it super hard don't yeah. do it Jones I could hear it that's the thing <laughs> I felt like last week's podcast was restrained yeah we were stifled yeah. last week it was a bad when you, idea when you told me that idea i was like oh boy this is gonna go bad this is gonna be a I don't real think we were stifled tight podcast I think the conversation flowed. oh last week okay last, last week we, we were week stifled we were, oh you were there man yeah it was yeah. terrible okay yes. you were doing great <laughs> last week was an off week we, we had a week. cross oh, the board. It was an we're off human week. beings we got them all we had yeah. a bad stream we were fighting we had a bad podcast we were saying like I, I did. Here. I think I did okay. I definitely dropped some ums, but I put it in a genuine effort to have better transitions. Yeah, I those transitions okay about were those hot. were marvelous yeah. segues. I could do better between love and respects. I think that'll be in my next week's thing. Sure, is I kind of just together. just drop the next one down. Sure, and I'd spend a lot of time. Well, I think I should maybe pick the. I should just pick one. Yeah, pick one ahead of time. Nobody needs to look at a sauce. Look at this. We're just better people now. Yeah. We're just better people now. It's like playing a Souls game. You're better now. You're better now. You're just a better person now. We do have to hand over the microphone to Jones now, though. Mm -hmm. He gets the right and responsibility to share his Twitter handle. He gets to promote any Easy Eye videos he chooses. Yeah. Uh, he gets the final word on anything he's disagreed with or simply wants to reiterate. Yep. And he gets to sign off with his trademark sign off. Hmm? Query, yeah. should we yeah. mention the sure. thing that we mentioned at the end of the stream? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. I will be mentioning that in my sign off. All Can right. I go? Please. Are you ready? Hi, everyone. <laughs> you can follow me at Trailer Jones. I would like to recommend strongly a show which has recently come back called Don's Discount Gaming. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have been producing videos for the web for a long time now. Yeah. More probably longer than I've been doing really anything else. I well, can I consider myself yeah. talented in various uh, regards. I've done a lot of voiceover. Uh -huh. uh, I think I'm a good editor. Yeah. Uh, I'm fairly competent when it comes to setting up cameras and, and being on camera and speaking and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. I couldn't make that show. I couldn't imitate that show. Uh, I, I just, I just don't even. It's just, yeah, it's just crazy to see this guy stroll up, all nice, considerate, patient, and then just make this, make this show that just has so many layers of humor in it mm -hmm. and jokes. I'm just like, does Don even know how funny that is, or is he just talking? And I don't know. No, I he can't absolutely tell. knows how funny it is. He's a genius. That's the frustrating part. Don is a genius. It was last week's episode. I realized he might be one of the best writers among us. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But if he does too much, it might go away. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to tell yeah. Don to do anything. I yeah. just kind of want to Nobody just, tell him. Just stay, yeah. Just stay, stick around. I don't want Don to hear this. Well, you thing. know what I mean? He knows. He, <laughs> he doesn't knows need us. He knows exactly how good that is. He does not need us. <laughs> he does not need He us. knows how good that show is. He doesn't care. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we have new episodes going up. Uh, they will be going up after our uh, uh, group streams this week, Tuesday nights. Uh, we're but, premiering uh, those live? You, uh, we are premiering those live during cool. our group stream at the end of the show. 
Uh, but uh, right now, if you have not checked in with Don's Discount Gaming in a while, you got two fresh episodes on the channel. They're both amazing. Mm-hmm. The, tonight's was really good. Last week's, though, just like, emotionally affected me. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just even the camera tricks and stuff, it's just... He'll, he'll do a thing in editing, and I'm like, there's no way I would do that. Have the patience to do that. And I, I work harder in my videos than I probably should. He keyed out the sky he in He keyed out the sky. Just kind of for fun. And it just, and even the even though, like, a blue line still existed around him, it was gorgeous. It wasn't it was a just, fantastic it was like this, key. It was just this beautiful, fuzzy little yeah. blue halo sure. surrounding the gorgeous man that is Don Casanova. So, yeah, go check that video out. E3 is amazing. Ooh. I think we need E3. I... I, I it, it bothers me that people have a negative issue about E3. There's lots of negative stuff about E3. There's lots of negative stuff about let's all you know get together and get drunk and pat ourselves on the back. But the thing about E3 that makes me feel, I'm going for just a moment now, that makes me feel really happy about video games, makes me feel really sad at the same time, is I will get in my car and I will drive home from the convention center and I will turn on the radio and some random guy on the news is talking about video games. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Some dude who's typically talking about politics or sports or all of the other things that are accepted in in US and world culture as cool and worthy of talking about. Games is just not one of those. It's just like, oh, a game happened. Well, the game people will talk about it. But if, we're, if I'm going to do an entertainment report on the news, it's television, it's film, it's it. Like I'm not, I'm not. I'm talking about theater. I'm yeah, music. Yeah, if there's like a music award show, yeah, mm-hmm. gaming awards, no, like no, like eyewitness news in no state. We'll cover that. Mm-hmm. And E3 is the closest we can get to that. It's the one time. Like, yes, let's all get together. Let's all show what we're doing. So like, I get, there is that part of me that's like, hey, let's everyone in the neighborhood. We'll all get together at the bake sale. And EA's like, like Marge. That's like. Mm. You can go to my house and buy my cookies if you want. It's like, Marge, just bring your cookies over to here. We'll all lay them out on this state. Like, mm, I'm going to do it at my house. Like, okay. Like, but as long as you're coming in for the bake sale, come on over to my house. Like, well, great. Thanks. It's, uh, thank goodness we're having this huge event that you can have your little separate event at. Isn't that convenient that we had this thing that's been established for 20 years that everyone's going to show up to anyway? You're going to be like, well, whatever you do, turn around before you walk into it and go over there and hang out with us. It's like, come on. You know? So I just, I, I want, I, I encourage this industry to gang together and to make E3 bigger and better every year because this industry and this hobby deserves to be mentioned more in popular culture than it is. And I think E3 is a good way to, to make that happen. That is a future I want, thanks to E3. Uh, cheers. What about the other thing? What did I, I, did I did handle? And, oh, sorry. I will cheers again. Okay. Retcon cheers. Wait, are we, the hey, podcast right? is still the going? The podcast is still going. Oh, wow. I got. I still have Coke left in my mug. Great, okay. On March 21st, 2017, at The Attic on Hollywood Boulevard, we will have an, a, a show we are entitling Easy Allies in Concert. Uh, this will be our one-year anniversary. It'll be our uh, second really big official meet and greet. Uh, we will have tickets going on sale soon. We'll have more information about that on patreon.com slash easy allies. You can get that information a little bit ahead of time. If you it's, if this is an event that you really need to be at and you want to get uh, on top of those ticket sales. But uh, there's some official information about that. Actually, the venue, uh, it, doors will open at 7 p.m. March 21st, Tuesday at the Attic in Hollywood. It's very fun, Jones, thematically. We're back there again. We don't know how many tickets we'll sell, and we have no idea how good the show will be. Yeah. That's so fun. It's another huge unknown we're about to undertake. I can't promise we're all going to work our asses off to make this show fun. Yeah. But try very hard. That's that's the fun thing about live theater is you you don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nobody really knows. I believe in us, too. I think we'll pull it together, yeah. And I believe in you, too. Cheers. (laughs)
Okay, we, we selected the regular right. Viking. Selected the Raider. I'm going to hold forward on the left stick as soon as the match starts, mm-hmm. and that's when you start the timer? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think this is going to go way longer than anybody expects. Because yeah. the front oh, no. area is like that's a clear zone. possibility. It's like, an, it's like because, a safe area. Because in Dominion, like if you're just running to nothing... They're, they're just going to let you go. Okay. I think. And I'm, I'm not going to hold left, like, words. move right or left only, at all. Uh, I'm just forward. Up, forward, yeah. yeah. So if we run into a wall, that's just... We just run into it. I okay. just continue running into that wall until somebody kills. Or we could go into a pit, I guess. Yeah. That's a possibility. Depends on the map. Yeah. Depends oh. on that map. Maybe this isn't so straightforward. Yeah, there are a lot of factors. A lot of ins and outs, a lot of interested parties. <laughs> Look at these poor guys, though. We're not helping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to Mold Ive and Sensi Roshi this, and we've, we're, we're making one, at least one return to GameStop tomorrow. You never know when you're in an easy ally's bet, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me All know right. when start moving. Here we go. Not yet. Oh, our team is already losing, Hold too. circle to stay dead. What? Why? So you're going to have to hit X to Because we were a right? bot. We replaced a bot, and the bot died. Okay, so, so I'm hitting, I'm hitting X. Okay. okay, here we go. There you go. Holding forward. Holding Start. forward. Okay, here we go. Oh, this Uh-oh. is good. This is good. Uh-oh. I'm actually going to get into combat here. Oh, no, this rock might good save rock. us. Good rock. Oh, oh it guides you around the rock. Okay. I'm holding just forward. Oh, this is a bad wall. Uh-oh. That's it. Uh-oh. That's death. Oh! 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 oh. oh. I did not do anything there. This is incredible. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, no. Oh, keep running, buddy. Keep running. <laughs> You're just running away. <laughs> you got stuck. <laughs> and that's that's there it is. Stop. Okay. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight point eight. I don't remember what anybody bet. So I'm just just going up the ladder with the that three was hilarious. guys. <laughs> yeah, that was great. It also like oh, oh and then we no. got kicked out. Right. We got kicked okay, out. Okay, perfect. That's great. Cool. 